Greetings, everyone, and another very warm welcome to yet another edition of Marketing the Invisible. My name is Tom Poland, beaming out to you from Little Castaways Beach in Queensland, Australia, joined today by Tim Reid. Timbo, g'day, mate. Where are you hanging out? G'day, Tom. I am in downtown Parisian Beach, which I think I could probably hit a decent one wood into your backyard. Normally, I'm interviewing people on the other side of the world, New York or France or London or somewhere, but you were literally like... I mean, you'd have to be a pretty strong arm, but it's almost a stone's throw away from where I am. On the it beach, is, it is. On the beach. And a significantly a significantly better location than London, Paris or New York. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, it's not too shabby lifestyle-wise, is it? Folks, Tim and I have known each other for, for quite a number of years, actually, off and on, mm. but it wasn't until just recently we reconnected. Actually, most recently at the local cafe next to the beach and the second beach down from where I live, and Tim yeah. lives in between. But enough of the geography lessons, Tim. For those yes, of you I agree. who have been living under a rock or in a cave and don't know you, let me just introduce you. Tim's the host of Australia's number one, by a long shot, award-winning 12-year-old small business, big marketing podcast. Tim is one of the true early pioneers of podcasting. And and I, I remember, Tim, you know, years and years and years of you the quality of the production and the introductions and the dialogues and the guests you had was phenomenal. And yet for many years, podcast was kind of like one of the world's best kept secrets, but you kept at it all those years and have been, when I say an in-demand conference speaker, I know that for a fact, you know, every week you're speaking on, on stages around the world, pre to COVID, and I'm sure that'll happen again mm. post COVID. But that brings us nicely to the subject today, folks, which is Tim's going to reveal in seven minutes or less, how to use podcasting to grow that big, beautiful business of yours. So Tim, thanks for rocking up, sir. Our time starts now. Question number one is, who is your ideal client? I love talking to business owners with turnovers of less than $5 million, Tom, who have a respect for marketing, but at the same time are incredibly frustrated by marketing. Which is pretty... Pretty much all of them. Okay. Pretty much everyone. Yeah. So what tell us about the problem you solve. That's question number two, six and a half minutes left. Give us a bit more bit more detail on what's the problem you solve for those people. I'm really big on mindset, Tom. There's plenty of things that all these small business owners can do, but unless they've got their head straight around marketing. And my dream is that I take them from a mindset of frustration to making marketing a hobby because when something's a hobby, you'll find time, you'll find the resources, you'll find the energy, you'll put it in your diary and you can't wait to do it next time. And I've interviewed 541 successful small business owners on the Small Business Big Marketing podcast and they all talk about marketing as if it were a hobby. Something they look forward to. That would be a phenomenal transformation for a lot of folks. Could have not agree more that if they're enthusiastic about it, they'll do it. And if they're not, if they see it as a chore, then they're probably not going to. So let's look at question number three, six minutes left. Someone listening to this, what's going on in their business? What's going on in their life that they go, yep, they're the symptoms that are telling me that I need to find out more about what Tim's talking about. What, what are some of the typical symptoms? There's symptoms, I call them limiting beliefs. And when it comes to marketing or podcasting, which is, you know, a component part of marketing, three limiting beliefs stop them from cranking out great marketing or a great podcast. I think it's going to take way too much time. Not true. If something's a hobby, time becomes irrelevant. You'll find the time, you'll book it into your diary. Another limiting belief is marketing and or podcasting is too expensive, 
not true. You know, the smartphone is a marketing machine. We've all got one. It's a great starting point. Got a great microphone. It's got a great speaker. It's got social media marketing, email marketing. So, you know, you're all ready to go. The other limiting belief, Tom, is that this marketing cape is too complicated. It's got a language of its own. And again, it's just a limiting belief. So if you can overcome those, get the head straight, then marketing becomes a hobby. So let's take this business owner under 5 million has a respect for marketing, but is frustrated by it. They're intelligent people are typically hardworking, growth orientated. They're going to try stuff. So question number four with four and a half minutes left is what are some of the common mistakes that those folks are going to make before they find your solution? They try to do everything themselves. And I kind of get that. I mean, particularly as business owners, we're control freaks and we don't like letting things go because our business is our baby. We gave birth to it. We want to nurture it through. But trying to do everything itself, yourself, is fraught with danger. And we live in a world of outsourcing. And it's amazing what we can do when we bring in a team to do us. I get cash flows a problem. You got to be able to cash flow it. But again, things aren't as expensive as we may think they are. Business owners give up too early on the first iteration, Tom. You know, a classic example is, oh yeah, I've tried Facebook ads. It didn't work. But you think about advertising again as a component part of marketing. It's like you've got to get your headline right. You've got to get your image right. You've got to get your link right. You've got to get your targeting right. There's a lot to consider. So don't give up when you get it wrong the first time. Here we go. We'll use the P word. Do a little pivot and try again, because sure enough, at some point, you'll crack the magic code. And they don't make time for it. That's another common mistake, which again, you know, you make time for your accountant, you make time for your solicitor, make time for your marketing. For your hobbies. And that, perfect, which probably leaves us quite nicely, three minutes left into question number five. What's one step someone could take, a valuable free action they could take that's not going to solve the whole problem, but it's going to take them a step in the right direction? Got it. Embrace helpful marketing. I wrote about helpful marketing in my book, The Boomerang Effect. It's a very simple concept and it's around, it's literally being helpful. It's actually not pushing people away through sales messages. It's pulling people towards you by being incredibly helpful. And being helpful in your marketing returns you more customers and makes you more money. And I show you how to do that in my book, The Boomerang Effect. And if you want a starting point as a valuable free action, It would be simply to go and identify every question you've ever been asked by a prospect, an existing customer, a past customer, and go about answering it and create a knowledge center on your website. So therefore, it's not an FAQ list. It's a knowledge center broken down by category and then identify one question, provide one rich answer to it using video, audio, the written word, infographics, however you want to do it. And over time, build up this incredible treasure trove of answers to frequently asked questions that Google's going to love and that you can send one-on-one to a prospect that has a particular question for you. It's a great place to start when it comes to being helpful in your marketing. Perfect. Thank you, sir. 95 seconds left. Question number six, what's one valuable free resource we could direct people to that's going to help them even more? Head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. That's where you'll find 540 plus episodes of my podcast. It's where you can buy my book, The Boomerang Effect. And it's just, you know, it's got a blog with about 120 blog posts all around helpful marketing. And it's going to be a great place to start. Or just subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast app. Smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Thanks, Timbo. And we've got, wow, a whopping 70 seconds left for the last question. Question (laughs) number seven is, what is the one question I should have asked you but didn't? And the answer, please. You know, as interviewers, we are curious folk by nature. 
and we're here to represent our listeners. So the one question you should have asked is the one that has me talking about whatever you're most curious about when it comes to what I do. And that's what I do in my interviews. You know, I've got two interviews coming up. I've got all the questions set out, but there's one big question that I'm curious about with each person. And I want to make sure I get that answered. So what's the one question I should have asked you, but didn't? It's to you. It's like, what are you really curious about? You know me to a certain extent. So putting all your seven questions. I've got an idea. What are you really curious about? Less than 25 seconds to answer that one. The well-being of middle-aged men. Right. Wow. That's interesting. Mm. You mm. are one rabbit hole that goes very deep. <laughs> Why not? Absolutely. Life's too short. Tim, thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.